kind of a big deal. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Wednesday, June 7th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons Family on Full Service Funeral Home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and Dylan Bishop. Happy to have you with us here. And if you're watching on TV 10, you may notice I do look a little bit different today. Because I'm in a different seat. Uh, because we are, in fact, golfing. I don't know if our plea on the show worked yesterday, Colin. But uh, we are, in fact, golfing tomorrow. So we've got to have somebody pinch hitting for us here in the studio tomorrow. And one of those guys is Dylan Bishop behind the board. And uh, a special guest will be coming in tomorrow. Do we want to actually like let it be known who it is? Or do we just want it like he's going to just pop in studio? I mean, we might as well, right? I mean, it's not like Stephen it's, it's a It's a fan favorite, though. Tomorrow it's a fan favorite. Yeah, we're bringing... It's Tripp's favorite. Yeah, Tripp's favorite. We're bringing back Avery Newport tomorrow to host the sports mix with me. So it'll be me and Avery. We'll wow. see what other if there's any other guests that get involved on the phone. And we'll be calling in from the golf course at some point. Yeah, we'll get you guys involved. But, yeah, it'll be me and Avery. I think we did it once last summer. Was it for the same reason? We, yeah. Because we're golfing? Yeah. yeah. So... We'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, so that's why we got me behind the board today. So I'm ready to do it tomorrow. But, Spencer, you still look exactly the same. It's just you're in a different location. I meant, like, the camera view behind so me is different. is different. The background well, is different. Maybe you got a haircut and we did. Yeah, I did not get a job. I probably needs one. <laughs> Eyebrows. Waxed. Trimmed. Waxed. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into He brushed his teeth today. <laughs> I do that every day. Two to three times a day. Good. Dyed his hair, maybe? Who knows? We can't prove that Spencer brushes his teeth. Nick, no one sees him do it. That's true, yeah. That means we can't prove that any of us brush our teeth. Yeah, I say we can't prove that you brush your teeth. That's true, we can't. You, we're all just going around blind. We actually don't right. know. Yeah. We all think we all think everyone does. Not everyone does. All right, well, the post-14 Hornets... Are you trying they, to say something? Because I do. <laughs> is Dylan implying he that he doesn't brush his teeth hair? I think so. No, I'm saying that there could be one person in this room who doesn't, and we wouldn't know who it is. Nick. <laughs> I'm not sure. You're not denying it. That is true. You're not denying it. Yeah, maybe I want the mystery to be there, but I do. Okay, good. In fact, he does. All right, let's uh, get into the show today here as the Post-14 Hornets senior team last night took one on the chin to Leesburg Post-14. It was a 17-5 to loss, and, uh, you know, the offense was there from time to time. A lot of guys collected two or more hits in the ball game. Let me pull up. Uh, just what I have written down here. Uh, Jordan Camby went three for three with two RBIs. Colin Reed, Landon, Sifford, Carson, Boomer all had two hits apiece, but unfortunately they, they fell in the ball game 17 to five. Nick, you're on the call with Dylan. What are your all thoughts? Well, I think, uh, you know, early on in the game, Berkeley post 14 was hanging in there. Obviously, it wasn't a great top of the first inning. Chase Herndon had some struggles, probably hasn't pitched in a little while. So uh, once he settled in, though, he looked like Chase Herndon, looked like the guy that we expect him to be out there on the mound. And then the offense 
throughout the majority of the game was pretty efficient. Uh, they got double-digit hits in the game. So, you know, definitely some positives, even though the final score wasn't what you wanted. Uh, it, it felt like a much closer game for about five innings or so than what the actual final score ended up being. So, um I think for the Hornets, you know, going up against this team that has a lot of college freshmen, a lot of guys that are going to be playing Division One college baseball in the future, uh, this was kind of a mismatch for them in terms of the fact that most of the uh, guys on Berkeley are heading into their freshman year of college, and uh, a lot of these guys are returning from their freshman year of college. So, you know, more experienced Leesburg team, but overall I think – there's a lot of positive things you can take away despite the final score not being as close as you would want. Um, it's an early in the season game. The pitching will get better for Berkeley post-14. And uh, for this game, I think if you're one of the guys that maybe struggled, uh, it's only going to make you better. So overall, I think there were some really good things uh, shown by this team. I thought their defense was on par. Uh, and that's always a good thing, and I thought their hitting was pretty good for the most part. So just some pitching struggles and um, you know, not consistent hitting throughout the ball game. But other than that, I think it was a pretty positive uh, performance, even though the final score doesn't look that great. So, And you bring up you know players coming back from their freshman year of college. Only two guys that played last night for the post-14 Hornets were in that position, that being Chase Hurd in the starting pitcher last night and then Braden Stoudemire, who played short last night. The other guys are all in high school, some even sophomores going into junior years of high school or juniors going into seniors. Uh, so, you know, different uh, complexity of the team. Right, and I think, uh, you know, that leads to that being the final score. So um, I think we saw a lot of good things. I think Jordan Camby looked really comfortable at the plate. Carson Buber did some good things. Uh, You know, everybody hit the ball pretty well. Uh, And then your pitching, you know, had some moments, even though for the most part it kind of struggled. So, you know, we'll see where they go from here. They got another tough game today on the road against Potomac Valley. It's an area game. It's a big key game for, uh, uh, I guess, what would be the standings and where placement they would be placed in the area tournament at the end of July. Yeah, and Ty Broaden played last night as well. So I guess technically uh, you had three guys playing that yeah. played their first He came in the last couple yeah. innings. So we'll see, you know, where this team goes from here. But I think... Um, they also didn't have their full strength of their team, so that could have potentially made it a little bit closer. But um, you know they'll get those guys back soon, and you know it's a big week for them. Then they head to Morgantown this weekend. So yeah, we did see uh, on the bench yesterday Braylon Connor with a cast on his hand, broke his thumb. He's out, I believe, at least six weeks. Getting the notification from Trip, game today is rescheduled. There is no game today. Okay. So they are not playing tonight. Uh, thanks, Trip, for uh, sending that over. Uh, so they won't be playing Potomac Valley post-64 tonight. That'll be rescheduled later on down into the season. Uh, but uh, let's just stick, a, stick on high school uh, here as the North-South All-Star football game happening this weekend in South Charleston. And uh, initially, there's a big pool of guys selected to play from the Eastern Panhandle. Uh, the initial selections included Ray Adamas, Eli Fairclaw, Zion Grantham, Jaden McCarthy, Roman Pearson, and Spencer Powell, and Zach Wharton from uh, 
Washington. Washington, the, and um, but it ends up just being Baden Hartman and Jameer Hunter that are down there this week. Uh, we know Baden Hartman is just honoring the commitment, and that's probably the last time he's going to suit up and play football in his whole life. Yeah, that's uh, what the Journal has reported recently in an interview with uh, Baden. I believe it was the Journal. It could be wrong. WV Metro News. Okay, thank you. Um, but, yeah, it was them doing that and then him saying it could potentially be his last competitive football game because he wants to focus on baseball and go to Frederick Community College, a local guy that wants to stay local, has really shined in baseball this year offensively, defensively on the pitcher's mound, having the perfect game against Moorfield. So we'll get to see that career continue for him. Yeah, not official yet that he's going to play at Federal Community College, but that's his hopes. He would join some EPAC players there as well, and his teammate, right? Trevor Bohr. Yeah. As well as Landon Sifford from Martinsburg, so that's not official yet, but when it becomes official, maybe we'll have to talk to him about it. Wasn't Jackson leading that way as well? Jackson or was leading Hager's towards Hagerstown okay, Community College. I remember which one between those two, but um, you know, Baden's certainly a talented athlete, and I always thought that he might lean toward baseball. Uh, I know he originally had committed to play football at the next level, uh, but it just made sense that he would be kind of a baseball player. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, congratulations to him on whatever he does decide, and I think him going and playing in this North-South game, you know, shows uh, the kind of kid that he is that he still wants to go out there and play after making that original commitment back in the fall so it should be you know a good time should uh see some interesting you know plays out there with Baden Harmon throwing to Jameer Hunter I mean that's quite the duo right there so uh, I also believe the article stated they are roommates this week yes so that'll be cool uh definitely look forward to see how they do in the game yeah and maybe you never know could be a scout down there that likes Baden Harmon's game yeah, I mean, but I think it just depends on maybe what he wants to do. I think he's yeah. pretty much committed to playing baseball. Um, part of it might have to do, too, with his brother having some injuries, you know, in football. And obviously in baseball, you're not going to get hit as much. So the chance of a, you know, those type of injuries are, are very high. So that might have, I mean, I'm just speculating there. I don't know for certain, but just kind of something that I would, that yeah. makes sense if you saw somebody go through what Blake had to go through this year. All right, well, that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on our side of this break. We'll talk NBA Finals Game 3. Uh, the Heat will be missing a key player in their lineup. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 210. Back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer and Nick calling to Dylan. Happy to have you with us here. Before we get into NBA Finals talk, uh, kind of more fallout from this uh, PGA Tour Live Golf uh, part merger that happened yesterday. A lot more reaction from players as the afternoon went on yesterday and into today. Uh, saw an interview with uh, Scott Van Pelt of ESPN. He's always down there for the Masters. He's a big golf guy, and uh, he was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. He stated that you know no player that he knew, and he talks to a lot of the golfers, knew anything about this deal prior to it happening. So I think that's huge for the game of golf, that this is kind of like a backwards, you know, back alley, back room deal. Why? Why Why do the players need to know what the upper management's doing if it's just a merger? Because. If you're a Walmart employee, are you being told that if Walmart and Target were to merge? No. But I think it's huge because these guys have played for the PGA and stayed loyal. They're getting screwed over. No, that's not wrong. Yeah, if you had the opportunity to go to live golf and you were at the PGA and you were told, no, please stay, we're going to get more money, you got to stay loyal to us, those guys, this, that. And uh, I can't remember the guy that's in charge of the PGA making the 9-11 comment, and now he gets the money from Saudi Arabia because he's the one that ran the merger. And, yeah, he kind of seems hypocritical, and it sucks, I guess, for the PGA players to do that. But at the same time, they didn't need to know that it was happening. I mean, Rory McIlroy, who's kind of the PGA, uh, I guess, liaison for the players to the management, didn't know either. And he said, quote, he still hates Liv. So. Pretty interesting yesterday or this morning that he said that he understands the fans' frustration. Uh, but this is a big move that, you know, as the day went on, kind of got to see more things. It appears that they're going to still stay different entities. So I don't really know what this even really does. 
I don't know, but they say it's going to unite golf. I know, uh, believe that I can't. Why can't I remember the guy that's in charge of PGA's name? But Is he's it Greg going, Norman. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, he's going to be, I guess, the CEO technically, but the guy that's going to be in charge of the funds is still the guy that uh, does it for Live Golf in the Saudi Arabia uh, fund. So he, I guess, has a majority control of that side of things and will ultimately have the most control because of that. So it, it kind of seems like, yeah, Live won in this situation more than PGA did. Yeah, what, I guess what it changes is that both companies will be owned by the same entity uh, as opposed to being completely separate. It might not change how the day-to-day operations works of both of them. It's similar to when WWE and UFC had a merger uh, announced, I believe, you know, two or three months ago, where essentially not anything is going to change, but they're both companies are going to be owned by the same you know, kind of higher-up Corporation, the same way that you know Time Time Warner, you know or Comcast owns a you know conglomerate of different companies, the way that Disney owns ABC and ESPN, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew Brandt, well-known sports business guy, he tweets out uh, this morning uh, at around eight fifteen. The more striking, the most striking terms of the PGA Live merger are these: one, the Saudi Public Investment Fund is now the exclusive investor in the new golf entity, and two, the fund has the first right of refusal to any new investment. In simplest terms, Live bought golf. Yeah, I mean it's only step one. I feel like for them too, that they now get to control what, if some people want to say the fifth biggest sport franchise. I mean, the Saudis now have that. If you go football, soccer, soccer maybe, soccer. Soccer. basketball, More like baseball, hockey, golf Hockey's might be over hockey, hockey, honestly. I, I don't know. Is golf bigger than hockey? Hockey's bigger than golf. Exactly. Is it? Worldwide? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Gol- Hockey's big worldwide. Yeah, well, if you look at the TV, look at the TV deals for that you know the NHL has versus uh, PGA, I suppose. So I don't know. I'm not way. It's still a big deal, and you know, for Saudi, they're now going to go into soccer as well. I believe Manchester City's owned by them. I think uh, they want to get control into the United States as much as possible as well for some teams. I wouldn't be surprised if soon you see. Them uh, own a franchise in this area. Maybe it was Man City. It's one of those teams. I mean, it, it's a part of a pattern of what they've been trying to do. It's yeah. just kind of get themselves what you might call it sports washing, I where they're trying to uh, wash their image of you know what it's been over the last you know you want to say twenty some years, but you could even go over the last few. So I mean, all the things that the human rights concerns with the with the Saudi government. It's it's a pattern of them trying to just get in the game that, oh, you know, we, we accept the, uh, these kind of things now. And look, we, we have golf and we have soccer and we, we have wrestling. WWE comes here twice a year. And it just, like, we're not so bad. What would, if we were so bad, would all these people come here? When in reality, it's, well, you're giving them a lot of money. That's why they're doing it. Yeah, that is big. Colin, you have something big to Yeah, we get to golf tomorrow. You mentioned it. Uh, we weren't sure yesterday on the show if we were going to because we were kind of dismembered from our original plan of us three, uh, you, 
me and Nick going alongside Mike Hornby, the owner, and Mike has now joined another team to be, uh, in his mind, more competitive, but we still get to have our group of three and get to go up against them and a whole bunch of other people, so I'm looking forward to it, even though we're probably going to be the worst golfers there. I think here Don't and there, say that. we're going Don't to say be that. You've got to believe in yourself, Colin. You've got to believe in the team. You big chip on your shoulder. I mean, at least I'm going to be the best person on the team, I feel like. Oh, no, I'm going to be the best person on the team. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you golf. golfed? I've seen you golf, and I'm not too worried that your self-proclaimed getting better at golf is going to be enough to still do as well as maybe what I can do. Listen, this is all... When was the last time you played golf? I've done top golf here and there, but haven't done a full 18 since the last time we did it. And, yes, you, you say that you've gotten better, but we didn't get to see any of it. Um, we didn't hear from your friends if you actually got better. And you drank a lot during that, so maybe you think you did better. But maybe you didn't. Some pretty good putts. Do you want me to get him on the phone? We can get him on the phone. Just we could. He's Let's te- do it. He's Call teaching him up. right now. Okay. I mean, I hope you're better because I want to do better right as now. a team since it's best ball. But I remember you from last year, and so does Nick, and so does Mike. Nick and is being real quiet this year, this time. Remember last year when he split his club? Yes. Yeah, that was funny. It yeah. was. It's the highlight of the day. But... Well, the highlight of the day was Colin throwing Britt Sherman's ball into the wall. Yeah, that, that, that did happen, but I'm seeing if Mike's listening. Mike, if you're listening, pick a hole. Let's have a little challenge sometime. F- figure something out between your team and our team. Because yeah, since you didn't want to be on our team, I, I take <laughs> that to heart. It was a I, personal shot to us that you didn't want to play with us. Your there you go. employees. So now we're coming after you, Mike. Somehow, some way, on that golf course tomorrow. That's the spirit. The three of you were disrespected, cast aside, cut we were. from the team by the mogul, Mike Hornby. All right, you guys yeah. got to use that chip on your shoulder and show we them. Will. You have to show Mike Hornby who's boss around here. <laughs> he is. He's, he signs the paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Easy there, Dylan. That last part, you had me up until that last part. Well, I, we know who the better golf, golf team is going to be, so that's kind of what I meant. We do, Excuse but guess us. what? Miracles happen. In 1980, did anybody think that USA was going to beat Russia? No. But it's okay because yeah. we do know the time of the golf tournament. Exactly. Hey, hey, we do know the time of the golf tournament. Does he know the time of the golf tournament? I don't know. Hopefully not. <laughs> if he doesn't show up, does that mean we win? Mental game. Like they, yeah, win by, well, winning by default is still winning. What if we pay the hecklers just to follow their team? Sabotage. You got all that money, Colin? For those tuned in right now, Sabotage Mike's team, we'll give you a shout-out on the show on Friday as a thank you. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's big stuff there that you're promising, Colin. Yeah. Sabotage, go to Crest Creek, follow their team around. Please. Boo. Hiss. Either way, we're going to get to play on a great course tomorrow, but uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. We come back now. We'll talk NBA playoffs, NBA finals uh, after this two-minute break. Send you out with the f- some free bird. Where does flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, 
They cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even pie. <laughs> and then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, that's the flavor of life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Join us this summer for the thrill of American Legion Baseball on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. The Berkeley Post 14 Hornets are the premier team in the area, and you don't want to miss one second of the action. The next pitch to Baden Hartman is cracked out the deep left field. That ball is going, going, gone! A three-run homer! The Hornets begin their season on June 3rd. We'll have coverage all the way through the area tournament July 18th through the 22nd at P.O. Faulkner Park. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here. Once again, we're here about halfway through the show, just a little over halfway. Tomorrow, uh, it will be the Dylan Bishop and Avery Newport show. Avery Newport making a reappearance here in the Panhandle after he left last summer to go to grad school at Maryland, but it'll be a reunion of sorts from last year's Martinsburg football golf show that you guys had while we were down there golf. Yeah, almost a year to the day. You know what would have been the twist of the century? If Dylan Bishop pulled his guest host that he keeps hyping up is Shannon Sharp. Since he needs a job now, Dylan brings him into the studio. And it's the opportunity still there. Still I don't think, got I don't think the moguls got that money. Dylan Bishop, Shannon Sharp, their own show, Saturdays, noon to one. Saturdays? Noon to three. Saturdays? Yeah, they're doing Saturday shows. The how Saturday much, show. How much is Shannon Sharp getting paid disputed. for that? That one's taken already. Ah, highly undisputed. Uh, you know. How about disputed highly? <laughs> Unhighly That's the Twitter account. Disputed. What is I know, that's the, why uh, I said. What is the uh, show that Skip and Shannon had? It was highly disputed. Right? It's just undisputed. Undisputed. And yeah. you just kind of played off of that? Is that what you're going for? Yeah, it was also what? highly questionable with Dan Lebatard. Right, that yeah. used to be. Yes, we combined the names. Gotcha. And, and now we're outliving both. both shows. So, yeah. Uh, Dan Lebatard's got his own show. Not highly questionable, though. That's true. Yeah. 
seat. All right, let's talk yeah. NBA Finals action. Tonight is Game 3 from Miami, 8.30 p.m. on ABC. Uh, Denver favored by 3.5 in this one, and you get the news. No Tyler Hero. Yeah, no Tyler Hero, but like we said, we weren't really certain if Hero was going to be the hero that Miami needed or uh, just kind of another guy that they'd have to get minutes. So I'm not certain if it really impacts things too much. The Nuggets actually struggled on the road quite a bit this season. I think they were 19-22. and 22. So, uh, you know, I think that he could win at least one of these two games uh, down in Miami and make this a pretty interesting series. I think they figured some things out in game two. We know Spolstra is the best coach in the league. Uh, so he's going to continue to make adjustments. Kevin Love gave them a good start or a good uh, spark in their starting lineup. So you can combine him with you know, what we've seen from Jimmy Butler in this postseason at times and uh, the Heat have a chance. I don't know if they win tonight, but I think they win at least one of these two games down there and continue to make this an interesting series. Um, not getting Hero back, I think that that might have been a nice thing to have him in the lineup because it would kind of lift you up a little bit. Like we're now competing with this Denver team, and now we're adding Tyler Hero, adding another guy that can score. But also it's a guy that's pretty similar to the guys that are already getting playing time that have played higher than their expectations. So, and we'll see. I think if Hero comes back for Game Four, though, that's that that's still a possibility. And uh, this is an interesting series, I think. And tonight's game, I think the Nuggets probably bounce back and get the win. But uh, a lot of things are certainly kind of leaning toward the Heat tonight, so I wouldn't be surprised either way. That's what I lean towards as well. Uh, but I do think that it's been made a lot more interesting with the Heat getting that game in Denver and playing, you know, relatively. Well, especially compared to expectations, you know, came into this thinking probably the Nuggets would win in five games, and now I would be surprised if this was the Nuggets winning in five games because I think I do think Miami will win one of these games on their home court, send it to a sixth game. I could even see it going seven at this point. I think the Heat have played that well, and I, I can see Tyler Hero being thrown back into the mix and kind of throwing things off because he's missed most of this playoff run. He got injured very early on, and he's not very good at defense at all. So uh, they don't—they haven't really needed extra scoring. They've been scoring pretty well, guys like Caleb Martin and Duncan Robinson, and you know Jimmy Butler. Uh, as the playoffs has gone on, hasn't been quite what he was against Milwaukee and early on against the Knicks. But he's starting to pick things back up, and there's ways that he can attack Denver by like when they switch on Jamal Murray to him, so he can attack and. I think the Heat should be optimistic. I'm, I'm still going to stick with picking the Nuggets to win the series, but I'm, I will no longer be surprised, no matter what, with how how many of the games the Heat can win in the series. Yeah, the Heat have been counted out in every series, every game, period, end of story, and they've still found ways to get through that and win the series against Milwaukee, against the Knicks, against Boston now are tied with Denver and have home court advantage the next two games. So they could still pull this off. I, I think ultimately you need to see Jimmy Butler go back to the Jimmy Butler that he was against Milwaukee. They'll have a big outing of 30-plus points, have Martin, have Austin in that 20-point category. And you could find yourself, if you're Miami, in control of this series, which – Again, nobody has expected it to be at any point in these playoffs. You win tonight's game, have control, 
the pressure is even more on Denver to be that one seed out of the West that's heavily favored with the Jokers averaging a triple-double to not go down 3-1 and have to win that fourth game that it could be huge if Miami gets it tonight. I still don't think they do. I think the Nuggets find a way to get the win tonight and then probably Miami wins game four to keep the series tied and go six games, but you never know. Miami's been insane this playoffs and unpredictable. I think we look back on this previous game and it was a game that the Nuggets still could have won despite uh, you know Miami obviously taking it there in the end, but Definitely. really it's just kind of a, a bad fourth quarter for the Nuggets. Other than that, they you know, out-rebounded the Heat. Uh, they had still you know some some good numbers throughout the game. Uh, looking back on it, they outshot the Heat as well. That was the other thing I was looking for, uh, and they were pretty close in the free throw battle. So. And they had more rebounds, they had a better field goal percentage, but still didn't come away with the win. So th- a few things just kind of went the Heat's way th- down the stretch, uh, in particular that fourth quarter, the way Robinson came out to start that fourth quarter, I think really helped. So, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if the Miami role players can continue to perform how they did in Game 2 throughout the remainder of the season are you going or throughout the remainder of the series are you going to see Gabe Vincent score in the 20s consistently probably not so you know is Duncan Robinson going to light up a fourth quarter again I don't know I, I don't know if I trust these heat role players enough to come back and, and win this series um, but can they do enough to make it interesting? Six, seven games, and then if you get to the seventh game, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, but I really do think I'm with you. I think Jimmy Butler needs to come out and have a you know historic type performance tonight. I think to win, just because I think the Nuggets are going to bounce back. I think Jokic will create more for his teammates. His teammates will step up. I think they have the better role players of the two teams. But Bam's been really good this series. Uh, Butler's been. You know, up and down, he's made his shots when it mattered. Uh, and we'll see if he can come out and have, like, a, a explosive performance offensively. Um, but Jimmy or Jamal Murray really didn't get it going until late in the game. So I just think there's too many things that the Nuggets have opposed to the Heat that ultimately take the game here tonight. But Miami will win one of these two down there in Miami. Yeah, I think they've had a really good game plan. But uh, in terms of backing off Jokic, guarding everyone tightly against everyone else, kind of letting Jokic get his points, making well, sure. Well, Spolster said that's not what they're doing. Right, so. it's not exactly, but it kind of was the end. Res- <laughs> it was the end result of it in a way. But you know, they've kind of just their strategy has made it to where it's been tougher for the non-Jokic players to get their shots and get open. But I think eventually the adjustment will will happen from the Nuggets to where you're not going to get all of these struggles from Jamal Murray like he had in the last game. Michael Porter Jr. can't rely on him quite as much, but I think you'll get a, you'll get a KCP game. You have got your Aaron Gordon game pretty much. You'll, you might get another one. You'll get another big Jamal Murray game. I think in the end that'll be enough to push them over the finish line. And like you said, the, the Heat's role players are a little less reliable. But not in this postseason. I mean, they've shown up in the postseason, yeah. so maybe they're... Proving us wrong and continuing to play at a high level. I mean, we'll see. But just on paper, you don't expect, you know, Gabe Vincent and Duncan Robinson to be good enough to win you a championship. Right. 
How about this before we hit the break here? Uh, pretty remarkable, but uh, DeMar Hamlin practices for the first time in the team's OTAs yesterday for the Bills uh, back on the field like nothing ever happened. It's pretty remarkable. Kind of crazy. Yeah, I would have not blamed him at all. I don't think anyone would have blamed him at all. If, if he, he retired. Just, right, if he just never played football again. And, I, I mean, I su- as long as doctors have told him that there's not really any sort of added risk and it was sort of just a freak thing that happened, uh, then more power to him, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he even was cleared to play football again was a, a crazy thing. And then to see him out there is definitely cool. So, you know, you just have the best for him. Um, and hopefully he stays healthy and has a great season for the Bills. Yeah, it just shows how much modern technology and medication, medicine has evolved over time and how what we saw on the field, as scary as it was, is now something that is in the past and the future is potentially football for a young man that on the field died for a bit and had to be revived. And it was a very scary situation that I don't think anybody will ever forget watching if you were watching yeah. that game or if you've seen it through social media game. or if you were at that game and on the field or in the stands. But the fact that now he has a possibility to play again and help the Bills is tremendous for him and hopefully he continues to fight and be a uh, great player. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up, the final 15 minutes of the show. Uh, we'll talk a bunch of things, including it's a big anniversary and for a championship in D.C. that we thought was just one. There's actually two. Uh, we'll talk about that, plus the Nats and O's on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a new or used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Remember when you were a little kid and saw your first deer? Oh, how cute. As an adult, maybe you've had a different experience. 
come from? Bambi mess up your dream machine? Call Cody's Auto Body today at 304-901-4777 and get the work done right the first time. Cody's Auto Body, 851 Wilston Street in Martinsburg, has a team of auto body professionals with a lifetime of experience putting your ride back together again, regardless of how it got that way. Cody's Auto Body. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Changing it up today, Dylan. I see you. All right, well, this segment, welcome back to the Sports Mix segment brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg or call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. Dylan jamming, or Nick jamming out a little bit over there. Yeah, I don't know what this is, but it's different. You like Steely Dan, Nick? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, well, June 7th. Big date in Washington history. Uh, forgot about the bullets, but it's the, what is it, calling the fifth, sixth, sixth, seventh, fifth, fifth year? Five. Nice. Five years ago, the go. Washington Capitals won their first Stanley Cup. And only. And only. Yeah, cue up that highlight call from Lars Eller's goal. Sending it back in along the left-hand side. 7.40 to go. Hockey in front. Connolly with a chance. And they score! They score! The puck on a rebound for Lars Eller! Eller gets the rebound and puts it home. And Washington leads it. 4-3 with 7.37 to go. The Tiger pouncing at the moment that he can potentially be the hero. And there you go, John Walton with the call, that legendary call. The that was a, well, I don't have that. Game-winning call. He didn't send it to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> game-winning highlight there, game-winning goal. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I remember exactly where I was. I was in my basement watching it on TV with, with my parents uh, during the summer of co- between college. My sister was actually down in D.C. at the watch party with her friends. Uh, but that was a crazy night. Yeah, that was the most tense final 737 I think I've ever watched of hockey just sitting there hoping that Washington would either score one more goal as an insurance goal or just at least hold on to the lead and not have an overtime and finally win the cup. You could tell how much they wanted it. The fans in Vegas rocking the red. It looked like there were more Capitals fans there than there were Vegas well, fans. Well, it was game. their first season. Still, I Do mean. they even have fans? How many fans Watch their game right now. Game. I mean, they're in the cup right now against Florida up 2-0. Yeah, yeah but, like, I don't know. It's but that kind of started the, the, like, couple-year run. I feel like that Caps team started, like, a an up for D.C. sports for a moment. Because then the Nats went on and won the 2019 World Series. And the won the wild card. <laughs> <laughs> the Wizards won the play-in. Did they? I don't know. Probably. That's, it doesn't get much better than that for Washington sports. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just those two were kind of like highlights of those two. Yeah, you see the Mystics, right though. The Mystics there. did win. Yeah. yeah, the Mystics, that's what it was. The next summer, I think. Summer 2019. three times now. I heard you. Uh, but you then Nick brings it up. It's also a big date in Washington basketball franchise history. Yeah, the Bullets won the... Uh NBA Finals in 1978, beating the Supersonics. I believe they came back from 3-1. 
uh, to win the series. So, you know, definitely, uh, you know, cool moment in that team's history. Of course, Wes Unsell passed away recently, so that's kind of in the back of your mind today. But Elvin Hayes and those guys, uh, Bobby Dandridge, just to name a few. Coach Mata. I know Rob Mar- Rob Mario is loving these names that you're dropping. He's listening right now. <laughs> yeah. The guy anybody else still? Uh, Tom Henderson. Oh yeah. Marvin Webster. Don't know them. All right. I'm before we... at the uh, the team page. <laughs> I figured those, that was your team leaders in assists and rebounds. <laughs> in the Nick wasn't even thought of yet. So none of it. My dad was a sophomore in high school. My mother barely was. She was seven years old. Wow. All right, then. <laughs> um, but he was watching. So. Yeah, he was watching. So, therefore, technically, in a way, you were watching. I don't think so. No, let's that's not how get it works. that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the science works out on that. All right. Well, uh, before we get into the Caps, or excuse me, Wizard, yeah, I'm all screwed up, Nationals and Orioles talk, uh, a former Mountaineer baseball player has been demoted. Did you guys see Alex Manoa? Alex Manoa is now going to the Complex League, not even the minors, all the way down to, like, the Complex League. Maybe they feel like that's what best for him to kind of restart. I mean, he is early this year kind of dropped off at the talent that he was. I believe he was the... All-Star Game starting pitcher last year, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, he was a Cy Young contender at one yeah. point last season. Uh, it always pains me, too, watching the Blue Jays. Kind of off-topic, though. Uh, Kevin Gosman just going out there and dominating for the Toronto Blue Jays always makes me sad about what could have been for Memorial. They couldn't even demote him to AAA, AA, not even single A. They had to set him all the way down. He's going to be playing against, like, 16-year-olds from the Dominican Republic. Yeah, he also might be playing against Chase DeLauder. Ooh, that's interesting. Fun Mountain State connection there. That's right. Another WVU product in Manoa, but <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm fine with the Blue Jays struggling. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you three are. I, I just am, wanted to bring that up. I, I kind of cheered for Manoa here and there, being a Mountaineer, wanting him to do well, just not against the Orioles. But not cheering for any Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, he's not Batista. I don't care. It makes me sick. Joey Bats. Yeah. Not unlike him either. Vernon Wells. He was still good. Alex Rios. Dylan and I did this the other day. I don't know if it was on the show. but No, it was definitely <laughs> just in the back while we were just in the... Trying to name off old Toronto, Toronto Blue Jays. Yes, the members of the 2005 Toronto Blue Jays. Aaron Hill. I had a holiday shirt as a kid when I went yeah. to Toronto. Greg's on. Or Wait, Greg you Zahn. bought... Hold on. As I went a, there, so I went and bought a shirt, yeah. Not a true Orioles fan if he buys the rival team's sh- shirt. Of our of the Orioles' rivals, the Blue Jays were kind of like last on that ranking. Yeah. Between them and the Rays. He would not face Chase DeWater because he's going to the Florida Complex League. Chase uh-huh. DeWater is in the Arizona Complex League. Now, which AL East team do we care the least about? Like, obviously, you hate the Yankees and the Red Sox. I'd say the Rays. Right? Even though they're the best. They're the best right now, though. So, like, like, in recent You respect them, though, because they're not, like, your typical powerhouse. Like, they're always good, but the way they build their team, I think, is respectable. And it's like, Like, they don't really have annoying fans or anything. I don't know if it's so much that I respect them. It might be that I don't respect them as a, like, real MLB franchise because they barely exist in Tampa. They barely have a real stadium, you know? I just kind of think of them as but kind of fake. you got to respect how they always are good. Sure, the, the, you respect the players. 
but they're always good with nothing going there. in their way. Yeah. yeah. So I think I kind of respect it. But uh, they're also like their fan base is definitely the least annoying. I mean, because they have none. They bar- yeah. yeah, the people of Tampa barely respect. Exactly. Them. They don't have a fan base. Yeah. Uh, you know, Toronto. You know, they threw something at Kim. Yeah. In the wild card game. Well, weren't the Rays going to move a couple of years ago until they had rumored a little bit to of move success? Forever, it seems like they wanted like have they wanted just their games in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little wild to me. Just move there. Bring back. You think Expos. a good team in the state of Florida would get viewing, but they just don't. It's because they play in what St. Petersburg, like that yeah. area in Tropicana Field's a dump. Right, not all not all parts of Florida are created equal. You know, Jacksonville is not Miami. It's not Orlando or Tampa. Tampa's an interesting place. Yeah. All right, let's move on and talk uh, Nationals here. They fall 10-5 to last night to the Arizona Diamondbacks in game one, and it was just not their game. And, you know, I think it's time that uh, the Nats send Jake Irvin back to the minors. Four innings, uh, just able to go four innings on... Uh, 83 pitches, five hits, four runs, three earned, only striking out one. His ERA is now 5.81. I just think it's time that they send him back to the minors. He had a good little run, and now I think it's time for him to go learn some more in the minors. The bullpen didn't help out either, uh, allowing the other five runs or six runs. Um, But... You don't have that Offensively, many options yeah, either. You, you don't. That's true. You don't have that many other options. Yeah. All right. Well, the Nats are back in action tonight. Seven oh five. They take on the Diamondbacks for Game Two. It'll be Patrick Corbett on the mound for the Nats. It'll be a six thirty-five pregame show from the Nats Radio Network. Hopefully, they can get back into uh, get back in the wind column. But Jordan Weems, 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 Weems. I believe he has been promoted from AAA. He is a reliever. Uh, he got called up the designated fellow reliever, Andreas Machado, for assignment. Uh, but uh, last season, Weems made 32 appearances with the Nats, and he had a 5.22 ERA in the majors compared to 2.7 ERA in AAA. Hopefully his ERA continues to stay lower. Uh, but, yeah, that's where the Nats are. How about the O's? I think they got a former Nat that uh, probably shouldn't be in the big leagues. Yeah. They lost yesterday. But they have a former Nat that shouldn't be in the big leagues anymore. Yeah, Austin Voth goes in in the Voth. Ten- Voth, whatever. He doesn't deserve his name to be pronounced correctly because he's absolute garbage. Past two times he's gone out there, he sucked. Yeah, he's been and he bad all season. Uh, he was good last year for them, surprisingly, but he's not very good. I don't know why. Lately. They really have him still as a lone relief pitcher, I guess, has been his role now. Why, why does he go out in the 10th inning in a tied ball game? Probably because he's the lone reliever, so you don't know how long an extra inning game's going to go. Um, but they, they've had some guys struggle in that bullpen. You know, Perez has not been the guy he was last year. Keegan Aikens had his issues. They've had some injuries out there with Gibbons and a few others. So, you know, we'll see. I mean... Ultimately, though, I think Boff is definitely a guy you need to move on from, and they need to make some sort of trade, get some bullpen help, and the starters have been okay. So, not as Offensively, big a problem though, as shout out to Hicks with yeah, a Hicks has been good. home run. And savior, right? Ryan O'Hearn, guys, He's honestly, might be the secret weapon to Baltimore. 15 RBIs, 15 games. Yeah, he's been good. I uh, just don't 
I don't know how long they're going to stay where they're at based on how they've been playing recently. All right, well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix Nats Baseball on the radio tonight, 635 pregame, 705 first pitch. Patrick Corbin on the mound against the Diamondbacks for game two. Uh, tomorrow will be a special guest host, Dylan Bishop, along with the Shannon return Trump. of Avery Newport. Uh, so for Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Weissing. So long. Have a great day, everyone. Shannon?